You're listening to Zdenex English Podcast, by far the greatest English podcast on earth for English learners since sliced bread. My name is Zdenek and I'm your host. This episode of Zdenex English Podcast is sponsored by Teacher Zdenek. <clears throat> it's not really sponsored, but you know what I mean. Basically, I want to make you an offer. No, don't leave. Stay here. Stay where you are. This is going to be cool, okay? Now, hear me out. Do you need to get more speaking practice into your life? Who doesn't? Tell me one person who doesn't need to do that. If you really want to make progress with your English, you need to speak, speak and speak 24/7. You know what? 24/7 might not be enough. You need more like 25/8. And when I say speak, I really mean speak, not like always just listen, listen and listen or read, read and read and maybe then once in a blue moon speak. But you really need to speak, speak and speak regularly with real people, ideally with people who are cool, cool and cool. <clears throat> okay, I'll stop this now. Basically, Here's what you need to do to join my private Discord group. Send me an email at teachersdenek@gmail.com and in this email say something like "Hi Zdenek, I want to join your group" or something like that. Then I'll respond with my email and in this email you will get a unique link which you will then use to access the group. And then when you're in the group you can stay for one week and I'll let you try it all out, okay? Does that sound fair? I hope so. and if you don't like it which is absolutely impossible if this happens then you can always leave yeah and if you do like it which let's be honest is way more likely then you can become a member it's all up to you you hold the power you have the choice okay now you'll find more information in the description of this episode there's also a quick guide video on how to use my discord group just make sure you watch that to make things easier for yourself And if you're not convinced yet, here is one of the members. Hi, I'm Helen. I like the Achievers Chamber because it's a nice place where I can learn in a friendly and supportive atmosphere. Okay, that's all. Thank you very much for listening to this. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to this episode. So, hello everyone. Uh, hello listeners of Zdenex English podcast. Welcome back. This is another episode. And this time I'm joined by uh, my friend and also a fellow English teacher Irena from Poland. Hi Irena, how are you doing? Hi Sonia, hello. Good to see you. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. You good? Okay. So, uh, Irena has been on this podcast before many times, namely to talk about her favorite subjects or interests. Uh, i.e. painting and birds. Do you remember that, Irena? <laughs> Pretty well, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But today there's a new topic. And that's what we like on this podcast, especially if it is about another country. So, which country are you going to talk about today, Irena? So, I'm going to talk about South Africa. Why so? Well, there's a reason for it because I actually went to South Africa this summer 
in June and stayed until like the third week of July. So I went basically for four weeks. Four weeks. Mm -hmm. Similar length to my uh, working trip to Ireland. It wasn't really much of a trip, but you went on a trip or was it also uh, work related, Irena? So it wasn't exactly work related, but I wouldn't say it was really a, you know, 100% uh, vacation. Mm. Um, I did some volunteer work and I worked uh, remotely as well, just okay. the same way as I do in Poznan, where I live. Was that your decision or was it part of the, part of that? It was my decision, yeah. You essentially had time to do that, and why wouldn't you? It's a long, it's a long time to be away from work, right? It's a long time to be away, and um, I wouldn't say at, at the time I thought I couldn't really. I don't know if I can say I couldn't afford, but I didn't. I didn't really want to take like four four weeks off, so yeah. I just decided to mix it up a little bit. So. There was some work, but there was some, you know, time off as well. So it was mm -hmm. kind of combined. Yeah. Nice. So Irena, on a scale from one to 10, how do you evaluate the whole experience of being in South Africa? How was it for you? Well, when you, when you think about, you know, the highest possible uh, number of points like 10 you you would probably think about something perfect i wouldn't say my experience was perfect but i still would grade it as 10 out of 10. wow that's amazing so i guess that's part of the reason we are here talking about this because obviously you have mentioned a few snippets to me here and there and i thought i might as well invite you onto the podcast because i don't know if i had anyone to talk about south africa here I can't really remember anymore. I may have had someone from South Africa on the podcast, but I honestly can't remember anymore in and out. And I think Africa in general, the continent of Africa doesn't get enough publicity anyway uh, on my mm -hmm. podcast. And in general, I think it's it's an under, underrated country. So I think, I think this is perfect. This is a perfect opportunity to rectify that it's the it's it's the the right thing to do in my opinion and it's great that you're here to help me with that would you agree that uh, the country or the continent the entire continent has so much to offer and we just don't talk about it enough the continent has a lot to offer and the continent itself is very diverse i think when people uh, think about africa you know, we are used to the idea that obviously Europe, you know, there are some common features, but obviously the continent is also very diverse. Like, let's say Poland or the Czech Republic uh, is not exactly the same country as, let's say, Spain or Portugal, for example. Yeah? But in terms of Africa, I think many people have an idea that it's kind of exactly the same entity i mean the entire continent is ba basically very uniform and it's absolutely not the case first of all and second of all like we europeans 
we don't really learn a lot about Africa, so I think our level of knowledge is not really high, and mine definitely wasn't, and I still wouldn't say it is, but I guess it's better because of my personal experience. But I think, yes, Africa has definitely a lot to offer. You know, let's be honest, a lot of people from this part of the world, we think of Africa mm. as a place which is which, uh, has a lot of underdeveloped countries or let's call it developing countries to be more precise uh, but like you said it's it's not exactly the same everywhere and i would say south africa is one of the most progressive countries is that fair or how would you how would you rate it yourself mm. you know the actually very diverse in the sense that um, the level of living is also very different depending on who we are talking about and yeah. also hmm. well, Africa is diverse South Africa is diverse everything is diverse <laughs> Basically, but I mean, let's talk in about... South Africa, there was a clash of you know different uh, cultures. Uh, there was obviously you know a long you know colonization history as well, and yeah. Um, so yeah, that contributed to its diversity. That also, unfortunately, has minimized in some ways it's the diversity or almost uh, killed because some cultures are basically have gone ex extinct you know? yeah okay so tell us about this trip then so why why did you decide to go there what was the idea behind it well i don't know if i should talk about the whole story or just a part of it <laughs> Well, it depends. <laughs> Do we have time for everything? I guess not. So you have to give us a, sh a shorter account of what what went on, how it all came about, Irena. It was my dream to go to South Af Africa. Actually, I at first I had uh, another country in mind when uh, because of well because of some obstacles I didn't manage to to go there. But at some point when I realized uh, that it wasn't possible. At least uh, this year, I thought like, well, my number two is South Africa. Why South Africa? Because I saw basically some post, uh, some postcards, some pictures, and I thought like the landscapes are amazing. I like African music, music as well, and there was a personal, like a more even more personal reason for it as well because I painted some places in South Africa, and I thought it would be cool to you know, actually visit them and see what yeah. they look like in reality. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to go somewhere really, really far. I mean, yeah. so... Well, it know, doesn't get further than that. <laughs> beyond beyond, beyond Europe, first of all, to get, to get a yeah. completely different uh, perspective. I wanted to go to another continent as well. Um, it wasn't my first time doing, doing this, but... Okay. As I had, you know, I immigrated to Canada, for example, when I was 17. But at the time, you know, like people prepared the way for me, you know, better or worse, you know, depending on 
there's successes and failures, but still I didn't have to do it, you know, myself. And this time I would, I just wanted this challenge to, you know, do it completely myself and whatever would come out of it, you know, we just, that's the way it would be, you know? Okay, so what was your itinerary then? <laughs> My itinerary? <laughs> you, will have, you might have to simplify it because you're talking about four weeks. So just what were the main, I don't know, the main things you were going to do there and did you do everything you planned to do? I did pretty much everything. Um, so what was it that you did? <laughs> if so, it's not top secret, of course. No, 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 it's definitely not top secret. So first I went to the province of um, Pumalanga. It's more or less north east. Sorry, I had to think for, for a moment. <laughs> and it's in the east of Africa, uh, in, in the east of oh, South, so Africa. South Africa, close to pretty close to the border with uh, Mozambique, for example. Okay. Um, I volunteered on a, on a farm and basically ah. there were some other volunteers as well. So we can, uh, I can talk a, a little bit later about all the activities uh, we did, we did, but basically I spent like a lot, almost three weeks in Pumalanga um, close to a small town called White, uh, White River. And I visited the surroundings, uh, you know, the major attractions and so on. And then I went to Cape Town by plane from Johannesburg to, to Cape Town. I spent like three nights, four days more or less in Cape Town and three days in Johannesburg. And then I had to go back. Okay. So Johannesburg is the capital, but is it? It's the, the main, um, Economically speaking, it's the main city. Like, it's, uh, you know. What's the capital then of South Africa? Well, it's pretty interesting because um, Africa, apparently, uh, South Africa, sorry, apparently has three capitals. Ah. There's a different capital when it comes to like financial matters, and there's a different capital when it comes to. I, I don't know, you could say politics, and the main uh, capital is Pretoria. Yeah, of course, yeah. I forgot about mm -hmm. that one, Pretoria. And mm -hmm. then um, the Ca um, and Cape Town, it's like the most south or the south, can you say so the southernest? Oh, no, no. The most south land in Africa, right? It's the, it's the what do you call mm, it's it? Actually, uh, no, it's, it's actually, no, it actually isn't, no. Oh, no. okay, but... Um, but it's close, right? It's one of the like most south places in South Africa. It is, yeah, one of them, but okay. not the most. Which one is the most? I forgot. I used to know all this. Cape? Is it like Cape of Hope or something? Um, it's called Cape of Hope or something like that. Hang on, I'm gonna Google it. Cape of Ho Hope is no, it's not a city really. It's just uh, like Cape a, of Good Hope. Cape of, Cape good, of good, good Hope. hope. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if that's what I'm that's what I mean, but okay, I'll just Google it. The most south place in South Africa. Just googling it. 
I think it could be Cape, yeah, the Cape of Good Hope. Cape Agul Agulas. Cape, that is the southernmost, oh, that's the word, by the way, southernmost point mm -hmm. of the African continent, located 109 miles, which is 176 kilometers southeast of Cape Town. So okay. there you go. And it is indeed what I said. So Cape Agulas is the south southernmost part of South Africa. Also shown is the Cape. Oh no, it's not. I guess it's. I guess it's close enough though. Is the uh, the <clears throat> the southern tip of Africa. The most southern tip of Africa. Anyway, that was a bit of a tangent, I guess. So um, so basically the. The most part of your trip was spent on that farm, am I right? The majority of it, yes. The majority of it. So you were volunteering there. That was near the, you call it the, the White River? White River, yeah. The, the White River, okay. The town was White River, yeah. Okay. So what was the color of the water in the river then? It was just exactly the same as everywhere. Oh, it would be white or something, you know. I'm quite disappointed now, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's called the White River, isn't it? Anyway, um, so the volunteering on the farm. So what exactly was that all about then? Well, what did it involve? Well, they have a huge nursery. So they sell plants to suppliers mostly suppliers, like to other businesses, not to individuals. And it mostly involved uh, typical gardening work. Okay, so so was it something you, you know, you were, you were used to doing or did you have to do something new or? Yeah, I had to do some something new as well. As, such as? Uh, it wasn't something completely unknown to me. I mean, yeah. my my mother used to have a garden, so I was used to some of the, some of the work, some of the work. I I was an expert in it, I would say. But yeah. Okay, but were you there alone, or were you there with other volunteers? Did you could you work together as a team, or? Everyone would get something different, like a different task, mostly, and they also took care that we had basically made sure that we had, you know, each day or almost each day a different task. So it wasn't boring in that way. You know, it wasn't something completely monotonous. Okay. But when you say it was like volunteering work, that does it mean that like you had to pay for everything else? Did you also pay for the tickets and I had to pay for a yeah for my flight tickets, for example, or, yeah. you know, transport and, and so on. I didn't have to pay for accommodation. I... That's why That's why you did yeah. it, because that mm -hmm. would be very exactly. expensive, yeah. I guess, yeah. Okay, that's cool. And, uh, and where was the food provided? The food was provided Monday to Friday. It was an huh. interesting arrangement, because on Saturday and Sunday, when we didn't have any work to do, we had to actually um, take care of ourselves, but okay. the food was provided, as I said, like Monday, Monday to food, Friday, Friday, I would say it was more than enough. 
okay. healthy, pretty varied in terms of like what uh, what we what they offered. Uh, it was mostly actually grown by yeah. you know by them by the owners. Yeah. That's what I was thinking because that's 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 the advantage, you know. Like you're working on a farm, you can pretty much harvest something and then eat it, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this side of the trip was all good then, or were there any problems with it? Well, there were adv mostly advantages, and there were some dis disadvantages, um, which kind of um, turned out to be disadv disadvantages, you know, okay. progressively, I would, I would say. So it was, they weren't apparent, you know, right away. Okay. Um, I guess I, I might start with uh, advantages uh, first. So I definitely liked being, um, you know, in the fresh air, you know, practically the whole day. Yeah. Um, it was well organized, definitely. We had to work okay. from 7 to 12, and there was a good reason for it. Basically, basically after 12, it was, like, really hot enough to, to make work pretty difficult, you know. Sorry, um, sorry. Did you say you worked from 7 to 12? 7 to 12, yeah. That's not too bad. So it's just five hours every day. Five hours, yeah. That's nice. It was, it was physical work. Sometimes it was pretty physical. So I would say it was, yeah. uh, it was enough. But yeah, I wouldn't that's say... That's quite it. nice. But I would that's say nice. it, was, it was fair. Yeah, I would say it was that's fair. That seems nice, you know, like because you still had a lot of time to do other things every you single the day. day basically, in front of you, yeah, where you were... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were free to do whatever you pleased. You know, so. Exactly, exactly. You had you had breakfast in the morning, then you went to work, mm -hmm. then lunch, and then the whole afternoon and evening was for you. So what? Yeah, exactly. So how did you spend most of your days then? I did some drawing. I did some, you know, I socialized with, with other volunteers as well. Okay. So where were these volunteers from? Them, I'm quite curious to know. Uh, South Africa. Okay. Mm, France, Spain, Italy. Yeah, that's cool because we know you speak a lot of different languages as well. So did you actually get to practice these languages? I got to practice Spanish just a little bit and some French, but you know, because most of the time we were all together. So it didn't make any sense to speak French when other people couldn't understand it, for example. So we mostly spoke English. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you made some new friends? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, how many people were there then? You said it's a group of volunteers from different countries, but how many of you? So does it mean that you were all living under the same roof or different buildings? Or how can I imagine this? There were two buildings. So, okay. And there were several bedrooms as well. Mm. For tonight, I shared my bedroom with another girl, but other than that, I was just uh, by by myself. So okay. it was pretty convenient, and yeah, I had cool. my own bathroom as well. Really, that's great. Yeah. that's great. So this is, so is this like how how can we understand this? So do they do this uh, the the whole year out, or how does it work? Like, do they have the this accommodation for? All, all these volunteers, they, they, they all come all the time, or how does it even work? 
it works all, all year round pretty much. I would really? recommend actually going like during our summer, which means it's their winter because the weather is still, let's say for Africa, we could call it moderate. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, some, sorry, in, I, didn't, I didn't get that. So um, you were uh, there. I was it's, in it's June and I was in June and July, which is, uh, which is Africa, winter, which is Just African way or the South African winter. Yeah? yeah, it's when the winter starts, right? I would say. So it's like imagine we, we imagine when, reverse. when the summer starts. It's basically when their winter starts. It's uh, just uh, the opposite. Basically. It's the opposite because you were uh, in the su southern hemisphere. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so you say the weather was moderate. What does that mean then? Describe it to us. You know. It means basically in the summer you can get over forty degrees here, and in winter it's just uh, 20, twenty something. So you were there in winter. Over, then. You were there. Over, over, it can get up to over 20, 20 degrees basically in the afternoon. Now it's important to uh, specify, you know, what time of day uh, we are talking about because okay. in the morning, let's say it's about one two degrees. So you need a winter coat. I would okay. usually wear like. Um, sweater and a winter coat in the morning Hang on at a around minute, eight nine nine a.m i would uh, take off my winter coat my winter coat at 10 i would like start feeling hot so i would take off my sweater and just walk, walk in short sleeves wow that's crazy so and, does even does anything even grow in that in that cold weather then like if you have one degree how does anything even grow in that yeah pretty well actually you know, just uh, the plants which are basically used to the climate. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you can uh, you can grow lots of stuff actually. Like. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. But so, you have like four seasons within one day, basically. Okay. Well, there's one thing I'm always confused about. So when you say summer, our summer, yeah, mm -hmm. we know exactly what we imagine here in the in the northern hemisphere. But do they call summer winter? Or do they call summer summer and it is winter for them? How does it work? Because I'm always confused. Because they keep the same month. I, I'm sure they keep the same month. So when it's July here, it's, it's also July, July it's there. It's called July as well. Right. But this, but the seasons are base, uh, basically different. Diverse. Like the season cycle goes, you could say, the opposite yes. way, basically. Yes. You know? So it's so we like keep the months. We keep the months. The months are the same as here. Yeah, exactly. But when it comes to the seasons, mm -hmm. when when it's when it's summer here, it's winter there. Exactly. Yeah? And vice versa. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Then you know we have fall or autumn, and their spring begins. Yeah, and then we have winter months, and for them it's the summer, and it's as hot yeah. as it can get. Okay. Excellent. All right. So you said, like, um, when you had those afternoons of those evenings of that, you mostly drew something. Did you also explore the surroundings? Or I explored the surroundings. Uh, we socialized a bit. We we played board games as well. Really? Yeah, we did. Board yeah. games, card games. You know, talked. You know. Did you drink any alcoholic beverages as well? Is that popular in South Africa? Some vodka, why not? Yeah. Vodka. 
why not start? Why not start with something harder? Yeah, yeah. Well, you are from uh, Poland, so you some, beer, some beer in Defense. We went, in we went, uh, we went dancing once to, to a club as well. So yeah. In Poland, people drink quite a bit, right? Well, we like vodka as well. Um, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. I'm not a good I'm... drinker, though. So. <laughs> Neither am I, you know. I'm just asking, I'm just wondering. We said we socialized. I was just trying to imagine what I would want to do after five hours of hard work um, in the garden, which I haven't done for years. I am trying to imagine how I would feel and what I would want to do. And I would definitely want to have a pint of beer or something. I did this, I did this in Ireland too. I, I always had a pint of Guinness, not always, but let's say every other day I had a pint of Guinness at least. At least one. We had, a, so. we had a barbecue as well, but they don't say a barbecue. They always say that we have a braai. No, braai. 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 B-R-A-A-I. Okay. Well, where, where does this word come from then? Is that? Afrikaans. Afrikaans. So Afrikaans yeah. is one of the official languages that's, that's basically yeah. very similar to Dutch. The Dutch language. Very similar to Dutch. Apparently, yeah, Dutch and African speaker, speakers can understand each other. There is a sort of mutual intelligibility. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the, so the people that employed you, tell, tell me more about them. Who were they? The farmers? Was it one family or just more people or? Well, they have a family, like relatives uh, living nearby, but there were just uh, two people. Okay. Um, he was an Afrikaner and his girlfriend was German. So they were more he, or less the managers, not, not really the owners. They were the owners and managers oh, as well. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. Technically speaking, he was the owner. She was his girlfriend, so I guess you could uh, treat her as the owner as well. Yeah. For now, it's just a girlfriend. <laughs> They're not married, so who knows what's going to happen next. But I'm just joking. But the, so the stuff that you were so so do they like sell their products or? They sell their products, but they sell mostly to suppliers. Oh, like okay. they don't, like, you know, like wholesalers like or whole, they are wholesalers. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So, what were most of the products? What could you see it there, or you probably worked on that, right? So, what... lots of different plants, like flowers, uh, succulents, and so on, and some vegetables as well, and some fruits like well they didn't sell everything they uh, actually uh, they grew but most mostly like all kinds of plants or all, all kinds of um flowers or you know perennial flowers or like one annual i think these plants are all called annual flowers these were for, for sale okay so you're talking about like basically plants mainly, but any animals you had to tend to? They have four dogs now, but I didn't have to take care of them. <laughs> they took care of, of you, maybe. <laughs> they were very friendly. Yeah, but well, you know what I mean? They were guarding you. You need eight, you need four dogs. I, I heard South Africa can be 
a dangerous place as well. So it I would like you to place. either so prove many me right or prove me wrong. Sorry. Yeah. So many places are surrounded by barbed wire, for example, and this is pretty common. And um, you're not advised to walk alone by, by, yourself, by yourself in most areas. In some, uh, in some you can, but sometimes it's not really a good idea. How, so, did you feel, but, how did you feel yourself personally? Did you feel safe or? I went a lot of times with other people and, you know, I think, you know, local people are the best when it comes to good advice. So, of course, yeah, of course. So I, I just tried to listen to what they have to say or what kind of ideas uh, they can uh, come up with as well. So, yeah. I'm just saying this because this is what I heard from other people who have lived in South Africa. I have it met a lot true. of South Africa. I've met a lot of South Africans, especially when I was living in London, and they all told me that like the, the crime rate is really high and it's dangerous there. Like people shoot each other and stuff like that as well. It is true. Uh, I mean, um, there are lots of. You know, lots of places, as I said, are surround, are basically protected with uh, like barbed wire, and there are lots of uh, warnings, lots of signs. Uh, for really? example, on on the highway, let's say. What kind example, of signs? What kind of signs? Um, crime area. Do not stop here. Uh, crime like area. Yeah. Or a crime spot. Yeah. Don't don't stop here. Like, for example. Wow. Wow. Uh, okay. So do people carry guns with them then? Is it allowed in South Africa to, like, is it similar to America, let's say, to the USA? As far as I know, no, it's not, it's not allowed. Mm. But the reality might be different. It might be different. Okay. Okay. So what were your highlights then? What were, what were the highlights of, of this holiday, you know, work holiday, let's say? Well, it wasn't the only part of it, but the highlights were definitely, you know, socializing with other people, uh, going on different trips to, together, like uh, some, you know, I would say the main attractions in Pumalanga are basically some natural sites. Like you, you wouldn't go, you know, on a classical sightseeing tour, for example, like in Europe, yeah. but it's, you know, some, there's some natural wonders which are basically really okay. amazing you know are these well known or is it more like hidden gems that not, not many people know about both you know, some oh. hidden gems and some um, more publicized uh, places but I would say both like you know you okay. could just drive and you know Every few kilometers, you, you would see a sign, such and such waterfall, such and such cave, or something, uh, you know, to visit, or here's a trail, here's something else, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there okay. is, uh, there are mountain, mountains uh, nearby, like uh, where I lived uh, on the farm, like, um, there were no mountains actually in the actual area, but like you could drive for I don't know about twenty or thirty kilometers, and yeah, that's not very far away. Yeah, mm. exactly. So you said you drove. So so 
So did you rent cars or did, how did it work? Uh, we rented a car, like we share, we split the cost basically. We rented the we rented the car to to go, for example, to Blight River Canyon or to visit uh, another place. Mm-hmm. I just told the guys that I can I can drive, so I can really help them with that. But the rest uh, is fine. <laughs> you were the backseat driver. You were giving the you were giving instructions and helping with the di- with directions. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. So we know you love painting. So you said you painted a lot there. So how many pictures did you did you paint there? I would draw? say I mostly drew a lot. I didn't paint as much as I kind of expected to. Uh, at some point, I thought, you, you know, when I when I look at at my object, uh, basically at that moment, I decide what I feel uh, would be the most suitable medium and mo- mostly it would and mostly uh, i just decided to go for uh, crayons for example so or crayons or in other words colored pencils so i did a lot of drawings with uh, colored pencils so yeah Sometimes i find it hard to distinguish which one is drawing which one is painting but i suppose crayons are drawing then mm. Just to simplify it, you could say that painting is um, when you use a brush. Okay. And is it about water as well? Do you need water or not? Uh, you need water as well. Okay. For oil paints, you probably don't, I would say. Um, that's, the only, but, that's the one exception, let's say. Yeah, but for watercolors, you definitely do, as you know, the name kind of indicates it as well. So when you drew, you basically you have your what what do you call it a sketchbook or something? I had a sketchbook with, with me. Yeah. So did you use just one sketchbook for all your drawings, or did you do it in a different way? What uh, what do you mean, like one sketch? Well, I know you you must have made a lot of drawings, right? So how does it work? So you have just one little sketchbook, and you always draw a picture, and the next day you flip the page I and have you one. draw another picture, or. Yeah, I have one sketchbook, so I keep drawing in it or painting in it until I uh, until I finish it, basically until the and whole sketchbook is, is filled with pictures, and yeah. then I use another sketchbook. Or sometimes I use I also draw or paint on loose sheets of paper as well. You know? So you keep these when you, when you fill 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 it in with uh, drawings, you put it aside or put it away. Then you keep you have all these sketch different sketchbooks in your house or something something like that. I still don't have that many of them because okay. I, you know, there are people who definitely have uh, made it in the you know Guinness Book of Records. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for me, it would take it would take still a lot to do it. You know, okay. But okay, all right. And so obviously you also took photos of those pictures. I, I assume this is something you always do. Yeah? When you when you finish your drawing, you take a photo, you share it, share it maybe on social media. Because I know you have a you have an Instagram account where people can mm-hmm. see your drawings and pictures. So you you might as well tell the listeners and viewers because I have to remind this to people. If you are listening to this as an audio podcast, then there is a video version because I'm also publishing this on my YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is called Teachers Denek. As well as that, if you are watching this, 
Yeah, you are the viewers, as we say. If you are watching this on my YouTube channel, there is an audio version of this, which is called the Next English Podcast. So you can subscribe to that as well. But now back to uh, Irena. So Irena, um, um, give us your Instagram handle, please. So my Instagram account is heart, like heart, underscore uh, earned. Uh, past participle of the verb to earn underscore underscore skills so heart underscore uh, underscore earned underscore skills Irena, you couldn't make it more difficult for us <laughs> sorry hang on <laughs> should I'm i just... should i <laughs> i have it here say it from, again? From, i have it here from our previous um recording so heart and skills with underscores yeah. in between in between heart, heart yeah. as in the organ in your body that you need in order to live, heart, earned, as in when you make money, you've earned a lot of money, heart, earned, skills, as in abilities. Yeah. Exactly, which you can do. And there's yeah. other underscores, which are those little, like, dashes, but at the, at the, at the level of the line, let's say, at the bottom. Yeah, but if you go, Google me by my first uh, and, and last name, I guess, yeah, it's but I to find uh, my Instagram account as well. But my last name yeah. can be quite Polish, so that doesn't make it any easier, Irena. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us your first and last name then, for Polish <laughs> listeners at least. Well, my first name is obviously, as you can see, Irena, and my last name is Kolbuszewska. Should I spell it out as well? Uh, if you want. <laughs> My How long is that going to take, Irena? Sorry, but uh, we don't have so much. Seconds. A few seconds. You can, you can see my, my, my first name on the screen. My last name is K-O-L-B-U-S-Z-E-W-S-K-A. Is it like 10 letters or how many? <laughs> I think uh, more than 10, but I haven't counted, actually. Too many. So we lo we've lost count, listeners. We've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have talked about drawing, your drawings. We have talked about your work. We have mentioned some sites or let's say some UTs of South Africa that you visited. And obviously we know about your other passion, which is birds. So how was that? Did you there were lots of encounter birds. any birds? Yeah, there were lots of birds. The problem was that I wasn't exactly able to identify them. So I was able to read about some of them. I I just uh, filmed or photographed some instructions as, as well. And, you know, sometimes I, I would ask people if they were able to tell, to tell me what kind of bird it is. Yeah. Hang so, on. So, so are you saying to me that you had never seen these birds before your entire life? Obviously, yeah. Wow. So was it like a large proportion of all those birds that you had encountered? Or did you meet any birds that you already knew? Well, for example, once I saw a kingfisher and it actually was really amazing because it just um, it just landed on a, on a branch like about four or five meters away from me. I was just wow. uh, sitting like really quietly and at the river bank and i was about to get up and just go but you know i was kind of hesitating and i was pretty grateful for, for that because uh, then the bird just uh, 
came, you know, sat you know, sat down on the branch, and it was just amazing to look at look at it. Um, it probably it probably knew it was you, and it felt uh, at ease. I don't know. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to scare it away. You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That that's cool. So Kingfisher, obviously, uh, we may have heard from you before. I remember certainly you telling me this that this is your favorite bird. It's one of my so that, favorite birds. Yeah. One of your it's favorite birds. It's absolutely beautiful. So that that must have been a great moment for you, like seeing it a was. kingfisher in South Africa. Well, you know, just the fact that I remember it. I mean, you know, when you go when you go somewhere for four weeks, obviously you remember many different moments, but you're not able to remember everything. But this yeah. one, I think I will recall for a long, long time. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Did you did you also draw it or not? No. Okay. But you could do it, right? Because you remember that moment. It's not easy to draw birds from memory, I would say. Unfortunately, uh, my skills don't go that far, but... <laughs> Fair enough. So you said there were a lot of birds that you didn't recognize. So did you at least know like what kind of birds they were, if they were birds of prey? Or could you at least identify some, let's say, like, could, could you categorize them at least? Uh, yeah, it's pretty easy in terms of uh, what they look like, you know, mm -hmm. like smaller birds with um, like pretty short beaks. They would okay. be mostly the ones that eat insects or grain, okay. stuff like that. Yeah? yeah, And yeah, you can recognize birds of prey as well. These ones actually, I was lucky enough to see from quite far, but they wouldn't approach you, you know. And there were a lot of ibises, what? which obviously Sorry, say I that again. I prob probably don't know this word. An ibis, I-B-I-S. I oh yeah, I know, ibis, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, well, these are obviously not very common in Europe, especially in Poland. <laughs> okay, that's cool. So, uh, I mean, colored birds, like parrots or something like that, that's not what you would see in South Africa, right? Parrots, parrots no, but for example, a bird called sunbird. Sunbird. Sunbird, which um, its plumage is like in all different hues and shades, like for example, green, red, I don't know, a combination of, I think there's some black as well and yeah it's a very colorful bird yeah sounds great sounds great so we could say that this holiday had everything you wanted it to be and that's probably why you gave it 10 out of 10. i would give it yeah like each time uh, whenever someone asks uh, asks me i think i will give it like out of ten, uh, definitely. Uh, it must it must mean that the, all the positives outweigh. If there were any negatives, they were completely overshadowed by by the positives, basically. Which is which is always important, right? Definitely, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic, Irena. Thank you very much for telling us about 
this trip to South Africa. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure this might not even be your last time in that place. I'm sure it, but in the back of your mind, you want to go back, right? Well, you guessed it right, yeah. <laughs> and sooner rather than later. I would say so, yeah. Okay, is there anything else you would like to tell us at the end of this podcast slash um, video recording? I honestly think we would have to record a second part to it because I haven't uh, talked about Cape Town at all or Johannesburg and yeah. that deserves like basically, a, I think, a separate, you know, recording probably. Okay. So. Well you know if you want if you want me to squeeze it in like within one minute or so i'm not sure what no. what else i could add at this point no, no, no. don't do it don't do it we can do part two if you if you mm. want to do it why not let's go for it because apparently apparently ladies and gentlemen irena has only scratched the surface so we need to do part two which is a good thing of course so there is more to look forward to to be continued thank you <laughs> thank you irena and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Take Thanks care. guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks everyone Bye -bye. for listening and watching. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. <laughs>